No hipsters. No hipsters. No hipsters. Pod. 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 Episode 60, No Hipsters Pods, boy Ronte, the founder of NoHipstersLaw.com. And this week, our co-host is my boy, Eddie Lee. Say what's up. <laughs> Eddie Midnight, nigga. <laughs> Eddie Midnight, right. I forgot, I forgot was your street name, of course. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my street name. I'm, I'm down. I'm down. With right, right, right. Welcome, 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 Eddie. The, you're the co-host of No Parking on Sundays. Uh, tell the people a little bit about your podcast. Um, you were a part of it. Shit. Yeah, of course. Yes, yes. I was, I was the co-host once upon a time. Uh, it's a music-driven podcast. We talk about a lot of different topics, but I think during COVID, uh, topics kind of switched up a little bit since music was in the forefront of what people were doing. So um, we kind of touch on social social situations and things happening. Um, we just kind of have fun with it. Uh, but we try to stay with the music. But, of course, artists are doing a lot of funny, different things outside of music. So we try to have fun, talk about a little bit of this and that. And at the end of every episode, we give them parking tickets. So those nice. are the things, you know, so. Nice, nice, nice. All right, let's get to the topic. And there's actually a lot of music to talk about this week. Uh, Drake dropped his seventh album, seventh officially. I think he's had, like, 12 at this point, but it's officially his seventh album, Honestly Nevermind, and it is a house slash dance album. And, uh, you know, it's it's been, uh, I think, his most polarizing project yet, and a lot of people have things to say. So, A, have you listened, and B, what are your thoughts? Um, so, I, I, I fuck with Drake. So, I think for me, the biggest thing that I saw was the change in pace. So, I saw that... Um, there's individuals such as Tory Lanez, The Weeknd. They both, if you saw how simultaneously both of their albums came out, it was both an 80s theme album. Very weird that these two very different artists from Toronto, of course, as well, came out with this album. Then Drake sort of did the same thing hmm. in the same vein. But he touched on, um, I don't know if you've listened to the Vision's last album, and Muse and Her Feelings. That album... It felt like Drake was trying to copy that album because there were some songs on the Visions album that kind of touched on the same kind of uh, subject matter, just the same beats, the same. Wait, who's, the Visions album by who? Division. You never heard of Division? Oh, Divi oh, sorry. I'm sorry. D D Division. I always, yeah, I actually never Vision. call his name out loud. I always think D V S N. So gotcha, gotcha. Drake is that a lot of the artists that go and sign to OVO Records don't actually come out. It's like a farm for Drake to just squeeze all this talent out. So honestly, when I heard his album, I heard a lot of Division's album. And I was a little mad about that because it was a lack of creativity for me. And I think for me, I think I was going into the album, of course, expecting Drake to be off his toxic masculinity shit, which is what we love him for. For him to jump into the dance space, I cannot say it's dance, first of all, because that's a disrespect to anybody who actually does dance music, who actually does that kind of music, because it's right. not really. It's, it's not really. It's not quite dance. It's not quite house either, honestly. It, but it just. It, it's all like a range of like. Electronica, if you will, like just it's a bit of house, but it's just you know, festival, big lights, big production kind of thing. You're supposed to dance to it, but I will be honest with you, nothing made me want to dance, nothing made me want to move. I felt like it was very forced, unfortunately, like, like it wasn't good. It was, it's like it was a attempt at doing something to me that I don't think was in his bag. Um, so for me, I just wasn't is that, okay. But if you think about the fact that he did do Passion Fruit many years ago, and he's had other songs that kind of like, 
and they were yeah. also produced by someone different. So the guy who uh, produced this um, black uh, black coffee. coffee, so black coffee is South African. He mm -hmm. didn't implement the South African music. I mean, you're African. You've heard where the South African I, I, I can't even pronounce it. Amapiano. What that kind of music is, and he didn't even implement that. So I thought that was a disservice to Drake. Drake should have definitely tapped into that because Drake supposedly is into Afrobeats. He missed a big step because that's where Afrobeats is right now. So for someone like everyone has been saying Drake was going to put out an R&B album. I think this was his R&B album, honestly. So this was his attempt at an R&B album. I, I mean, he's definitely singing on most of the album. Every, he only raps on two songs. Except for the last... I would say the last three songs, um, uh, Liability and Liability gives me like Houston kind of because it's all slow. It's like screwed up. Uh, yeah, we, I did, I, yeah, I was I wasn't crazy about Liability. I, I would say so my, you know, actually, you know what? Let's pause for a second. What are your favorite top three on the, on the album? Sticky, Liability. Oh, no, Sticky. And I think the one where he's like, um, Pussy calling my name. Right, I love that part right there. <laughs> like that part. That's all I needed to hear. I was like, all right. I, but I that it that. only lasts for like a minute though. So the that's first one. Gotcha. So I'll say, of course, the last track with Twenty One Savage. Both of them went crazy. I don't know who they're throwing shots at, but clearly somebody. Both of them are. If you listen to the ad libs. Drake was agreeing that there's a part where um, 21 Savage says, 20, 20 shots that nigga survived, he lucky. And then Drake was like, damn, he lucky. So I'm like, who, what? Oh, so you see, honestly, Eddie, I have to give it to you because this is something that I definitely miss about our conversation is that you really do listen to music in a very kind of just deep way. Like, it's almost like you went, went, took a fine tooth comb because a lot of these things I kind of miss, right? And I, and I think that I listen closely as well. But that is very interesting. I'm gonna go listen to Jimmy Cooks one last time to to see to to hear what I I, I wasn't crazy about the song. I do think it has lots of quotables. I think the Will Smith line was funny, but um, it wasn't my favorite. So my top three on the album, I will say uh, this is um, I guess ascending order. Currents, we number three, Sticky number two, and my number one by far is Downhill. I think that is that's what? that's yes Downhill. No. Like Crooks, like what? Jimmy Cooks is good. I actually no, it's not. I mean, it's not terrible. I just, I'm not. It, it sounds like something off of like the Certified Lover Boy sessions. It was that kind of like, very much so. I would say that that felt like early. I mean, Twenty One Savage carried that whole track, but I would say that was very much mixtape Drake and the fact that it was almost like a throwaway track of just like throwing all types of shit. I feel like. That was him, and, and that, you just you just explain what my issue is. It it sounds like a throwaway track. It wasn't particularly like listenable to me. It was I didn't I didn't enjoy it. I I, I it was not my favorite. Oh, I will wow. say this. So do you think honestly, never mind is better than Certified Love Boy? No, huh? It's his worst album. It's literally his worst album. Yeah, I mean it's always it's almost the same way as people say that. Um, Kanye's Yay or Yeezus is his worst album, or um, Kanye's uh, 808s is his worst album, which we all know people are fans of both of those albums. But as far as his discography and putting everything into a full full circle, you would say that's the one that falls in the lowest of the totem pole. And I would gotcha. say this 
lowest on the totem pole because none of these songs are going to move any units. They're not going to push anything. They're not changing the genre. Um, he might win some awards because I'll be honest with you. I, I also don't live. I mean, let's be real. Like, let's be honestly real. It's Gay Pride Month. It's like very strategic to drop this kind of music at this. Oh, point. It's, I didn't realize that you subscribed to that school. So I've heard that on. I've seen that. No, on but Twitter. it makes sense. Beyonce just dropped the same thing and did the same. Like it just. No, 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 no. Yeah, let, let's table Beyonce. We're talking about Beyonce next, right? So let's let's not let's not jump to Beyonce yet. P-Valley just also premiered. <laughs> like, all these things are all part of the Grandmaster plan. So, of course, I feel like it makes sense to drop this kind of music at the end of the month, right before everything starts to wind down for Pride Month. Um, I'm not going to... I think that when it comes to analytics, I think a lot of labels have looked at who is purchasing music. We, as a community, I think as a Black community, we don't always purchase music in the same. Uh, I know a lot of people that buy their music till this day. I stream a lot of my music. I don't buy it. Yeah. I know people still are iTunes users who like literally buy albums and they keep it forever, which is great. But me, I've streamed a majority of my albums. So I think record labels are looking at that and seeing that this is the demographic that actually purchases our music this is the people that love our music that will go to our concerts and they're fans of us and i think that's part of why it's random that these two artists these two major artists all of a sudden put out literally the same kind of music so i mean so, so here's the thing though and, and i don't want to jump to beyonce quite yet because i feel like that's that that's a separate segment um, I think it's interesting that people would think that Drake was had like this whole like uh, Pride Month strategy. Uh, I, I think it's interesting. I'll be really surprised if it were true, right? But uh, but who 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 knows? But what I, what I will say is that like artistically, it's just not that different from like like I said, Passion Fruit, even other songs. Like even though like I want to say Take Care, there was songs that kind of had like a slight you know, feel that we also experienced on Odyssey. And he, uh, and he knocked it out of the fucking park every time. Blam, passion fruit, one dance. He has done this several times, but he has done it to the point that he doesn't feel his forces this. And I don't think it was that good. That's the problem. Okay, like, so your it, issue is really just that the quality is just... Poor. Not that it's not. We're not talking Daft Punk. We're not talking K-Nadra. I can't even say his name. K-Nadra. Yeah, all these people that actually do Calvin Harris. Like, I've heard... Honestly, one, one thing about house music that I love is when the beat fucking drops. Half of the songs don't drop. There is no drop. It just continues with the same... And then it's his voice that does the dropping, and, and, and he's using his voice as an instrument, but his instrument sucks. Damn. So the point, he's using his voice as the instrument to, like, bring, bring it down, and I'm thinking, like... When is the beat gonna drop? Which is part of like, if you listen to like other like EDM music and music in that same genre, there's always well, here's the thing. Let me let me stop you real quick. Like I said, like electronic music is really broad. So house and EDM are very different. And dance is different from EDM and and house. They're not all quite the same, I don't think. Okay, for me. As someone who's not a subscriber of that music to a simple degree, this is a layman. Um, I would say this is a very broad view of the music genre. So for me, when I look at it, I am putting sort of in the same category. You're talking to somebody who went to a rave in London for like 9, 8, 9 p.m. to 11 a.m. I've been in the 
the cut and squares. I've been there. I've seen it. I've seen the lifestyle. So for me, when I heard his music, I didn't get that. But then when I listened to, um, when I listened to Division specifically, and he has a song called, um, he has a few different songs. I'll have to look him up and see. But on that last album, there were songs on there that I really got the whole dance vibe, and I was like, I would rock to this. And okay. another, I feel like he copied off of. So in Division's album. A lot of artists do this, but in Division's album, which is also in this camp, every track kind of just overlaps to the next track. Right. And also did. That's what really turned me off. It was like he copied and pasted. No, I just, I, I, I want to be honest, I'll be a, I, that's apparently that's a, a house music convention. Like, house and so imagine me as someone who's seen all these artists that Drake has signed, imagine Jordan to, uh, what was the guy that said, Tuesday, that guy. But I love McConan. Yeah, all these gentlemen who have signed to Drake and Drake has leashed off of them, taking some of his biggest hits from them, and they all just where's party next door? Like, bro, come on. Like Drake has all these people signed to him and none of them are doing shit but helping him grow bigger. That's and well, are doing Jack's well Party Next Door had an album just like a year or two ago, didn't he? We wanted to have the Three or four years ago, Party Next Door is locked in some camp writing for Rihanna right now. I'm very sure. He uh, gave Rihanna a lot of her hits, but outside of that, he himself is not like Drake doesn't promote his artists. Only time you see his artists is when he's they're featured on his shit. And imagine Jordan has done a few songs outside of Drake's camp, but uh, that's a very underrated artist that I feel like should get a lot more shine. And he also touches on the dance genre. Like their music is beautiful. But Drake doesn't promote his artists at all. Like, OVO Records, honestly, is trash. And I wish Eddie. it would. He has great artists, but he doesn't Tell do Tell us anything. how you really feel, Eddie. He doesn't do anything to actually build his record label to where I think it could be. And they're all homegrown. These are all individuals from Toronto. Like, I would wish. I mean, he ha I could go on a crazy rant because he signed no, up. Go for it. He had another guy named Smiles, and um, that guy was rapping on a song. Drake killed the song, and then we never heard from anything from this guy Smiles anymore. Um, it's like Drake has all these people that he co-signs and brings from Toronto and puts into his record label and says, this is the next guy, this is my boy. He does IG Glass with them, he does pictures, and he reaches off of them, and then we never hear from nobody anymore. And Drake yeah. had, you know, of course, the guy makes money. He goes on tour singing one song <laughs> that Drake is featured on, and that's it. That's literally yeah. it. So at this point, like, interesting, I, interesting. I, I'm very disappointed, bro. I ain't gonna lie. Um, I've tried. I felt like there was a TikTok that I listened to the other day, and it had this girl like saying, "Forcing yourself to listen to the Drake album." I saw that. You don't feel nothing. I literally was doing that for myself because, <laughs> like, you know what? When my circle said after track six, they really digged it. I listened and listened, and I was just like, it's it's very good background music. I'm going to be real with you. I'm The instrumentals, I would rather have an instrumental of him than uh, his lyrics, honestly. The huh. instrumentals, the, the beats in the background, everything just sounds like a vibe. Like, that okay. is so I, so, I, so I don't think it's a terrible album. I just don't think it's great. So I gave it a six and a half out of ten on nohipstersabout.com. What would you rate it? A two. It's a two out of I, so I do my ratings by fives. Okay. I feel like fives, you don't have too much to lean on. You have to be okay. either here or there. So with a five, you don't have too much. Like, I can't give it a seven. No, I'm giving it a two. It's a two. 
It was a two great. Probably two out of five. Yeah, it's a two out of five. Okay, so that would be a four out of ten, which is still pretty low, but okay. Yeah, it's okay. definitely five for me because I feel like for Drake is great at making music. He's always been known to steal styles. Like, let's be real, Drake is a chameleon. He can get. He does what Wayne Little Wayne does is very well. Little Wayne will. So the reason Wayne is big is because he gets on other people's song and he kills it, right? But what Wayne does is take your flow and does it better than you. Drake does that too. That's why people say he steals Afro beats or he's trying to rap like so-and-so or Bun B or the Migos or Future. He does that very well. But I don't think he had anybody to really lean on on these albums. On this album, I would say in particular, there wasn't a muse for him to like work with to like, I'm going to implement this style. So I don't think was anyone for he had to create his own style and when he had to like create his own style i don't feel like he was able to really build that style up so that's why i don't think it was really it didn't really mesh it was still the same subject matter but it just didn't mesh interesting interesting well i see what when did you say that having black coffee there was um i guess a muse of sorts because black coffee i don't see what he did to make this yeah <laughs> I mean, he was there, but what did he really do? So I looked up because his because I looked up his like discography and a few things that he did, and I was just like, who else has he worked with? Uh, other artists? I didn't really see anything that stood out to me. So I was just like, what made Drake want to work with this guy? Because even his music doesn't really have this kind of like flow and stuff. So I don't know. Maybe I don't. Know brought to the table to be honest with you but i think once you have a good form formula you should stick to it so i think at the end of the album drake was like honestly never mind and that's why he went into his bag which is him and 21 savage killing it you thought that he was making the album just like hey hey fuck it like no nah. yeah i think he was make look drake has already said he's going to do an all r&b album i think this okay. was this was kind of part of his all r&b album that that couldn't be the case. That kind of, that it wasn't hard. So. He was mostly singing on this album or harmonizing, yeah. like doing some Nelly shit where he harmonizes, but he wasn't rapping, so to speak. So I yeah. would think almost like a weak attempt at his R and B album. If Drake was to do an R and B album, it would be so bad if he had to sing the whole time. To be honest with you, like there's so many tracks where his voice like just <laughs> like bruh. Could have auto tuned it. it something. Uh-uh. That's not it. Let's talk about "Break Your Soul" by the one, the only Beyonce, who is uh, back to basically, you know, reclaim her throne. I think. I think the the amount of excitement she brings to music is, I think, unparalleled. Still, no one makes people as excited. You just don't see the same amount of Twitter activity with anybody. And so the song was announced, and you know it actually ended up coming a few hours early because it got leaked. And so uh, it is a, I will say, how like a true house song, right? Except it has more R&B feel because Beyonce singing it, right? And it samples uh, "Show Me Love" by Robin S from the early '90s. Also has a uh, big Fridia's explode. I'm gonna just go right ahead for, and say that I love Break, Break Your Soul. I think is a solid, solid track. I think it is very different for Beyonce. I think it is perfect for the season, um, and I really I'm excited for this album. What are your thoughts? It was okay. 
<laughs> it was okay. Like, so Beyonce is definitely doing something. She's up to something, which is great. Um, yeah. I think I didn't listen to the whole thing because I was just, I'm kind of worn down, honestly. After listening to Drake's attempt and then her doing it, it just feels like the music, hip hop to me or our genre of music to us is very emulated of what's going on in the world and the culture. And it's just very like copycat-ish. So I was just like, hmm. Expecting that, I was just like, "You're doing the same thing Drake just did two weeks ago." Yeah, like, but I mean, well, here's the thing: though. The, the the releases came just days apart, so the, I don't think that's enough time for people to. Copy. Oh, how, how are these artists like? Come on, think about it. Like, how is Tory Lanez and The Weeknd all of a sudden make an '80s theme album? How is Drake and Beyonce making exact same sort of dance music? Like that to me is like. And they're both not artists that do these things. So it's very like, we're going to make a concept album, but the concept right. is the exact same thing. That doesn't I mean, so I, I won't be, so I, I don't think what, I don't think what Beyonce did is, is quite exactly like what Drake did. I, I think it's under the same um, umbrella of music for sure. But I think what she did was like true house and what Drake did was a little different, right? And so, and also, I, I want to say that, listen, sometimes, like, like, these people, they're human beings as well, right? So they, they create music, but they're also music fans. And I think when you mm -hmm. think about the, what we're all, we're all listening to the same thing. So it's not that far-fetched for people to have the same influences at the same time or, like, <clears throat> yeah, think about it, though. Is, no. is it, is it, no? Okay. Drake, like, we're talking about Drake. So when it, we're talking about Beyonce and Drake. Beyonce had a whole album that was geared towards black empowerment, all these things. And she created Afrobeats from what Rolling Stones wrote. So for for this woman who's this creative, I cannot sit here and say that her writing camp and Drake's writing camp both came up with the same exact idea within the same two, three years. I just can't buy it. I'm sorry. I don't believe that these two artists who have very, very different lifestyles, very, like these are two very different people. They're not it's, even. Well, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. Is it, it like, <clears throat> it's not, they're only a set amount of genres to, to like, you know. Exact same thing. They're going to make Latin music for Christ's sake. Right. Sake. But I'm saying, but think about what, what, what genres are even like feasible for these two artists. Great. And think about all the music they've made so far. Like, to me, it just doesn't seem that far fetched that they both have a similar like ideas as far as where they wanted to go direction wise. And also let me add this. So people were saying that Drake rushed the honestly never mind release. At, at first I thought that was far fetched, but now I think that's a real possibility that he found out that he was, he was, that he, wanted his, he was literally celebrating a championship that he wanted his house. He sent the uh right, right, right was record label two days before it came out and said i want this out so i think maybe a little birdie came in his ear and told him hey uh beyonce um i'm hearing beyonce's album might be a dance kind of thing and he's like oh shit i have a dance thing but that's so weird like how are these two very different people lights again children drake is thotting around sleeping with instagram models and signing ndas all of a sudden with these like come on i'm not buying shit I'm really not. It's I, I listen. It's it's maybe I mean I, I, it's not that far fetched to me, but mm -hmm. um, I, I understand how like you might feel that way now. But I, but the whole idea that Drake rushed that album makes perfect sense to me. Like he must like so someone had to have told him like yo B's dropping yeah. that album.
features to help carry the album. I think he could have threw a. You can't work with Rihanna, but Rihanna's done some some records like that before, where she's held her own. Even Nicki Minaj's like Lady Gaga, like you could have really did something with this, like really. Actually, really. Well, I so I actually like the fact that there weren't many features. I, I I'm kind I'm kind of tired of how like just everything is a collab these days. I, I like to see artists stand around. Oh, Chris Brown's new album ha is feature heavy, but I like that. I like when artists work with other artists. Like for me, okay. I've heard you by yourself several times. So it's like, especially when you're changing genres, I would, if I was doing Afrobeat album, right, I would definitely okay. lead other Afrobeat, like people who are pioneers in this industry who have done this. Like I would talk to uh, Cranada or whatever his name is, Daft Punk maybe. Hey, even Cranada. Even <laughs> it. Like sample it. Even if you don't work with them, sample their shit. Like those right. is like it's common sense. I would definitely leech on that, but I think he was really like, I'm going to hold my own in this genre, which is great. And he's gonna probably win some awards because God only knows what kind of awards they win. So he might get some shit. But Beyonce's also making it. So <laughs> he's not yeah, gonna well, it's actually so it's funny. So people were talking about how like the next uh Grammys are gonna be the most competitive yet, because you have Drake, Beyonce, Adele all in the same like scoring period. And a few um, other people um, with with major. Adele's album is going to be nominated. Drake, so Drake also is boycotting um, the Grammys. He doesn't submit, right. so he might yeah he might not be nominated at all actually because he's his album anymore. Um, but Adele will be in most different in a lot of different categories outside of like, oh no I, we're no we're talking about the general categories so album of the year song of yeah the album of the year uh, but we're already. Can we already say Beyonce has album of the year? Like we got to stop doing that. I mean, I mean, I think the, I mean Adele has been a clear favorite at the Grammys for her entire career. So I think yeah, it again. I I didn't hear a single song from that album. So what <laughs> I really do? And outside of that, let's be fucking honest again, man. We I feel like everybody shitted on Drake's album, and Beyonce just did the exact same thing. We're hypocrites. It's the exact same shit. I don't care if Big Frida was on there. It's, it's the exact same, no. and these are two don't do this, and they did the exact same thing. It's, it's exactly. not. It's, it's not. It's because y'all like Beyonce. Let's be real. It's Beyonce and the no, 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 no. Oh no, no, no. So you're talking to someone who's a Drake fan. I, I like both of them, and I, I also didn't think that I gave, I gave Drake's album a better rating than you did, right? You can't be a Drake fan and you don't like the last track. That's that doesn't make sense. That's literally Drake. That's not that's not classic Drake to me. That it is, sounds like a Twenty One Savage record. If don't, he said, if you're not a model, don't tell me you model if you've never been in Vogue. That is definitely Drake. That's petty Drake. No, no, I mean, of course, we have, like, his, like, his way of like, his shit talking and all that. But I'm just saying, just sonically, instrumentation-wise, that's not the sound I think of when I think classic Drake. Do you know what I mean? What is your favorite Drake album? Uh, Views, by far. Oh, God. <laughs> there we go. What? <laughs> no, <laughs> views was one of his worst albums. Okay, all right. So okay, so we know. So now we. I think the issue here is that you don't have taste. Okay, all right. That. And the reason why it's take care is because the weekend wrote the, most of that album. No, I think take care is the second best. It's his best to me, and then after that, it's um, nothing was ever the same. But you know, we can okay. we can. Which, actually, you know, I think we're kind of on the same page as far as top top three. Um, yeah, nothing was ever the same. Yeah, yeah. Okay. 
I like I listen I love Drake. I love Lil Wayne. I love the YMCMB camp. Like I'm Nicki Minaj is a Sagittarius. Like I fuck with everything she puts out. So when right. it comes to their kind of rapping and the way they talk about like subject matters, they're storytellers. They paint pictures that most artists dream of painting. And right. I especially with the weekend. So when it comes to like their kind of music, I fuck with it. So when I heard Beyonce shit, I felt like it was I think I was just worn out from Drake. So for me, it was like... Worn out three... It was like yeah. three days later. What are you talking about? So much. And then after that, Beyonce does the exact same thing. It I don't was know. not the exact same... Look, look, look. I really don't know how people didn't have fatigue. And they were all, they were already so quickly to say, Beyonce made this oh, and that. Bruh. Okay. Y'all not, like, not being honest. Let's just be real. People aren't being honest. Wow. But make, so do you think that Beyonce's album is going to be um, a completely dance album, or is it just this one? It's, so Edward Enninfo, who's the editor-in-chief of British Vogue. What do you say? Who the fuck is that? <laughs> the editor-in-chief of British Vogue, who spoke with Beyonce for her cover, you know, feature on the Beyonce magazine. What did you say? Beyonce talks? Okay. I'm... I think so. I think I think what what, what, what what we're discovering as the conversation conversation progresses is that you don't like Beyonce that much. No, and that's I, fair. No, 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 no. I love Beyonce. Okay, I, Beyonce. Like Jay Z's one of my favorite rappers. Beyonce is a beast. I love I love the fact that she sampled African artists. I love that she discovered Afro beats. Like I am a big Beyonce fan. Okay. Mm. All right. But anyway, no, flawless. Edward, Edward. I, I call the lyrics to flawless. Like that's my shit. Okay, good. I fuck with flawless. But to your point, uh, to the question, to answer your question, Edward Enninful from Vogue said that the album sounds like the clubs of his youth. And so this is someone who was born in the early 70s. So he's probably talking about like late 80s, early 90s dance sounds. So I think we're going to get a lot of songs that sound like Break Your Soul. And also the shoot for the cover story was very like dancey, disco, like, you know, shiny kind it, of like... Fancy. What did you say? It looked like Renaissance. I didn't see it as a dance. Ex right. Also, exactly. And the Renaissance, like, you know, it looked like just like basically trying to like bring back old styles. And so, um, you know, it's interesting. I'm, I'm excited to see what it's, it's going to be about. I, I, I do think it's going to be upbeat. And I think we need that right now. So is Edward, anyways, Edward used to basically do the club scene in London or maybe in the U.S. So that means he's probably white, right? No, no, he's actually Ghanaian. So he's Ghanaian. Oh. And, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he huh. grew up in the UK, so he's talking about so so that's why you know some people thought oh, maybe he's talking. Their about music like, great. I'll be honest. So you know what they say yeah. about things in the in Europe? They're usually two years ahead of us when it comes to music and a lot of different things. So when Drake was even in Europe and he was doing the whole rapping style of grime, when right. the UK, people didn't really fuck with it, but then later on they gravitated towards it. So UK. They've always been ahead of us. So as far as the EDM and dance stuff, they've already been light years ahead of us playing that music. But our yeah, well, so that's it. I was actually explaining that to someone earlier today. Like the way we think of EDM here is a little different. Like it's like that's they listen to that all the time. It doesn't like go yeah. in and out of trend. Like that's music that they listen to all the time. So yeah. they rap like uh, and all these other like even Dave. I'm sure a few of them have already rapped on certain beats that are like that. It's almost yeah. like. Right. You know, actually, another, another conversation that came up was Azealia Banks and how she's been doing this for a decade and how she deserves... A person. What are you saying? Nobody cares because she's a terrible person. 
there. He's because he's done very good though in that genre. Yeah, like, yeah. But she's the, yeah. The, that population loves her music, but she is a toxic individual, so she'll never get the accolades she deserves. She will never. And that's her fault. It's completely her fault. It's completely yeah. her fault. He's very talented, but yeah. she just is a terrible human being sometimes. Ouch. But making some very cold facts. There's so many times she touches on topics and I'm like, this girl's smart. But yeah, then, she's like a clock. She's like, basically, she's like right twice a day, but like every other time, like she's just like off. You know, yeah. Andrew, so. She's a beast. I fuck with her. But I, I, yeah, and it's worth knowing that she is uh, diagnosed with mental illness. So it's, you know, that's Everybody I think, important. Over it. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody. Like, the views of our guests don't represent the views of No Hoops Just Pod. Just wanted to oh, say that I, on like, record. No, no, no. When it comes to mental health, like, I agree. People do go through things, and then we're all diagnosed with different things. But I do feel like a lot of people use that to be like, hey, I'm an asshole because I'm going through something. And it's like, no, no. You, you don't get to just be and say certain things just because you're dealing with what you're dealing with. And I think that people are now using that as an excuse. It was almost like when Kanye went on his crazy rant for three months. Just being a Don't get me started on Kanye West. Winners and losers. Uh, Eddie, since you're the guest, I will let you go first. Um, as far as losers, I would say, um, I would say Biden was a loser for selling us a bunch of BS to the black community. And um, honestly, we're not getting much from this administration just yet. Um, I would also say losers are the gun, gun lobbyists who continue to say, hey, um, we at the NRA, we all have guns. We have millions of guns. If you, we were shooting people, you would know. But regardless, they're not doing anything to justify the killing of children. And it continues to happen. They're demolishing the school, but they're not stopping the selling of guns to certain age groups and people, it's very easy to get a gun. So they definitely are stupid um, or losers, whatever we want to call them. And I also want to give like a honorable mention of losers to HBO for the simple fact that they continue to tell us that they are going to do something to fix the Game of Thrones that they did to us. I am a huge Game of Thrones fan. They have a new season coming out. It's a prequel. Um, House and, of Dragons. House of Dragons. And it looks great. And I'm still traumatized with the fact that the two last seasons of Game of Thrones were so terrible, so, so terrible. And I'm like, you guys are not about to do this to me again. So they are going to be uh, losers for, for me. Um, as far as winners, I want to say Drake is a winner because he knew exactly what he was doing. His marketing team did what they were supposed to do, and his record is going to sell. He's going to win awards in a genre that he never won. And he's also going to go number one again. Um, and he dropped his album on Kendrick's birthday. So that's how you do it. If you want to be petty, I keep telling people the best Drake is Petty Drake and the best Rihanna is Thick Rihanna. Like, when they do they when they when do it, they do it well. So Wait, you got, think Kendrick and Drake have a feud? They've always... Yes. If you listen to the song that uh, Kendrick did with uh, Big Keem, or Big Keem's song with Kendrick, there was a line where Kendrick was basically saying... I could go through all the subs, the subs that Kendrick threw on his new album. He he mentioned how 
when he saw Kanye and Drake make up, he was confused and he was like, why are they doing that? Then outside of that, he also said, I'm top five. I don't know. Fuck your top five. Because there was a talk about J. Cole, Drake and him and who's better, who's this, who's that. And he basically said, fuck your top five. I'm your top five. Um, which could be taken as a shot at J. Cole, but we all know him and J. Cole are very cool. So we know who he's really talking about. I think he's talking about really? Kevin. Yeah. And... Um, Big Keem also has a verse at the end of the song where he says, uh, when after Kendrick said, fuck your top five, I'm your top five, fuck your two, blah, blah, blah. And then he and then Big Keem says, um, number two, DM my girl, but something, something. He basically saying that the number two artist who's quote unquote Drake, we know who Drake, what Drake does, Drake DMs girls. He said, but that's fine. He said, uh, number two, DM my girl, but that's fine. Fuck your top five. So they both were throwing shots. So at the end of the day, Drake said, I bet I'm going to drop my album on your birthday. Ta-da. But see, so now then that now actually uh, uh, basically calls into question whether or not the album was rushed. Because remember, we said that he rushed it because of the Beyonce release. So that would mean the release date was premeditated and Maybe. it had nothing to do with Beyonce. Eyes on the wall. Both, both can't be true. Both can't be true. So which, which, which is it? Which is it? Drake is petty. I believe that he did both. I believe that they said, these are the dates, these are the releases, let's do it like this. And he said, all right, bet. And he said it just very conveniently be on his birthday. Boom. Both. Hmm. It'd be both. It's quite, it's quite, both. quite, quite, listen, quite fanciful, but I'll, I'll, I'll let you, I'll let you have that. Hey, so uh, are you done with the you Don't believe me. Um, one of the record label uh, owners of TDE went online and he deleted the post now, but he said, Drake is very petty for dropping this album on my boy K-Dot's B-Day. So even if we don't want to believe it, somebody else in their camp believes it. So you do with what you want with that. Wow. It's a conspiracy till it comes true. So even when you like shoot in the dark and you say, these people are doing this, like there was many years when people said Kendrick, uh, when, when people were saying Kanye and Jay-Z aren't friends, Kanye and Jay-Z aren't friends. And people were like, how can you say that? They just made an album together. They did this. And then come to find out they weren't friends for like five years. <laughs> interesting, interesting. But his wedding, he didn't do none of that. Like these artists be beefing and nobody be knowing. Nobody hey. know it. Huh. All right. So, okay, my losers. I would say my first loser is uh, Nick Cannon for being extremely irresponsible and having two <laughs> kids. The win. What do you say? <laughs> No, nah, I think I think I think his, you know, just what he's doing right now at this point is ridiculous. He has two kids on the way, so that it will be his eighth and ninth. Um, yeah, I, I, listen, it makes no sense, but we're not about to like. I mean, there's everything. All that needs to be said about Nick Cannon has been said at this point, but I just think definitely he's walling. Um, the the police in Uvalde, absolutely losers. What did you say? I, I agree. I'm agreeing. I'm agreeing. Right, right, right. Yeah, because, like, just all the information that keeps coming out, like, apparently, like, the, the key that they were looking for to get into the door, they didn't actually need because the door was open the entire time. They had ballistic shields and rifles and had enough equipment to actually go into the room, and they didn't, and, and the, the gunmen had been in there for, like, an hour. What the teacher, one of the two teachers who got killed, her husband, who happens to be a police officer, tried to go in, and he got detained. Just all the all the new details that are coming out this week are just absolutely terrible. So Uvalde police are absolutely uh, losers. 
Um, so my winners, I have to say Beyonce. I think, you know, just, just, I just, the fact that she's just, she can make everything she does. <laughs> what do you say? You're predictable. <laughs> what do you say? I, I You're predictable. You're predictable. I'm predictable. Oh, yeah, what? I'll be that. I'll be that. Beyonce is a winner. I think just the, just the amount of excitement that she's been able to create with her music, I think is just, is a beauty to watch. Like, I, I, I love being excited about music i love seeing people get like excited about music and i think that's kind of what's lost in the industry like it's just also just the celebrities are just not as you know grand as they used to be so i, I love to see what she's doing right now i, I think it's it's going to be uh, a great summer for music and yeah i, I honestly good times what, what a time to be alive honestly and honestly <laughs> just because the <laughs> oh and before i go because Pardon. you were talking shit about biden Hold up, before you, because you're talking shit about Biden, let me say Biden is also my winner. He's brought employment, unemployment rather, to record lows. He has- Because everyone has two to... jobs. Everybody has two jobs. The fuck tell, is Tell me doing? you're misinformed without telling me you're oh, misinformed. Biden. <laughs> tell me you're misinformed and uninformed without telling me you're misinformed. Everybody got two uminformed. jobs. Imagine if motherfucking television. Listen, I think what you guys you guys are playing a dangerous game. No, no, let me just let me just say this before we wrap up. I think you guys are playing a dangerous game with like the Biden hate train because what you don't understand is that Republicans are basically about to like make democracy a thing of the past with the, what with what they're doing. And I really hope everyone is watching news and seeing what they're doing as far as like elections and trying to like install Secretary of States that would actually basically throw out election results. There is nothing Biden is doing that makes him so bad that we would risk Republicans getting into power. And I really am saying this just not to you, but everyone else who's listening. This is not a joke. Like this year, 2024, we're like, people need to get out and vote. Because after a while, none of this will even matter because you will never be able to elect a Democrat that, ever again. Oh, I'm, not, I'm not a politician. I'm not into politics as much. But yeah, well, well, you have strong opinions if, you, if you're not into politics. So Yes, because as someone who votes, and as I know plenty of people that vote, our lives, okay. I would say what has these... We've been very loyal to certain parties, and I don't feel. And then what what happens is that I feel like every election cycle, the same thing happens. They they pander. They tell us exactly what they want, what our communities want to hear. And unfortunately, when it comes to things, we don't get any kind of reper repercussions. We don't get anything that's done for our communities. Let you land. I get I get what you're saying, right? But I I, I get what you're trying to say. I get what you're trying to say. But I really think you land. Okay. So. So when it comes to like certain things that I've seen so far, I saw the uh, uh, the um, the hate for Asian communities supposedly, and within a week they got a a a sign, they got signatures and things like that, and they got an executive order for um, for their harassment and beating and things like that. The black community has been crying and screaming throughout this entire two three years of the police killing, brutality, shootings, so many different things, and asked for some kind of legislation, anything. We have got nothing. But as soon as three Asian people in New York got beat up, all of a sudden it was like, we got to make sure we stop that hate train. And then, of course, we as Black people were the ones who were also said to be the ones causing the violence. So as far as I'm concerned, I feel like we always get the short end of the stick when it comes to elections. I don't think people are going to vote this year or the year before or the year after. And unfortunately, we will probably have to deal with the consequences. And I don't think anything was going to change even 
well, here's the thing. I, I don't think your, po- your points are invalid. Uh, I do think that you and a lot of other people might be underestimating just how, for lack of a better term, hated Black people are and how anything that oh, sounds... But we are also the reason why most people... No, but no, no. Let me finish. Let me finish. I think you have to understand how, because we are so, I think, hated, any legislation that even indirectly looks like it directly benefits Black people is met with opposition in a way that nothing else is. It's the same reason why even anything that is that is presented as for the public good is you know, hated on site because what people, a lot of people read is, oh, it's for black people. So whether or not it's like expanding access to healthcare or just or anything that feels like, okay, this is for the public good. The idea is that, oh, it's, it's for, for black people. And so people meet it, meet it with a lot more fight than they do anything else. And so this is not excusing like Democrats. I'm just trying to really help people see just the realities of the political landscape in America. So we can go on for on. I think you need to remember that the alternative is to have a party that is basically a white supremacist organization in power. And so, what do you think? I feel like the other party, I mean, we could take this offline at some point, but I feel like the other party has already been muscling and doing everything they wanted to. I don't feel like they've gotten any no's. They've pretty much been doing everything they've wanted to do. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. It's Listen, it's been great. No, it's been gridlocked to recently when we now have like a super majority in the Supreme Court and they're about to repeal Roe v. Wade. And this is from years of just chipping away, right? And years of people just not doing what they need to. You could actually draw a straight line between what's happening in the Supreme Court and the 2016 elections. And which is why I like to stress that people like remain 10 toes down and vote even when they're not thrilled about the politicians that close more closely align their beliefs. So yes, the Democrats are not perfect. They will never be perfect. And if you want to test like just how hard this is, I really challenge people to go run for office themselves and see if you will be able, if you'd be able to like actually successfully deliver in all the things that you want to get done. And so no, no, no. This is, it's 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 just not I that easy. Something on my laptop. I apologize. I wasn't rolling my eyes. <laughs> no, okay, okay. It's, I was, I, it's, it looked like it, but awesome. okay. And I was laughing. No, no big deal. No big deal. But anyways, yeah. That that was um. You know, I really just want to get that point out there because I think what you said, even though you're you're just you know going off the top of your head, I really think amounts to voter suppression in the sense that people just feel like ah fuck fuck both parties and now not vote, and when that happens. Republicans win. So please, everybody, get out and vote. And uh, vote yeah. or die. <laughs> right. That, exactly that. Vote or die. But, anyways, uh, Eddie, thank you so much for stopping by. Uh, definitely, I hope you come back. Uh, tell people where they can find you on social media. Um, holler at me at Eddie Midnight. Um, also, No Parking on Sundays podcast on Spotify and iTunes podcast and Google podcast. So, No Parking on Sundays, you know what we do. And Eddie Midnight. All right. All right. Episode 16, No Hipsters Pod. Talk to you next time. Peace.